Happy Sunday, everybody. This is Don coming at you with Danny here at Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Hope everyone's staying safe, washing those hands, taking care of themselves <laughs> here in this uh, quarantine life of 2020 so far. Got a special, awesome guest today. Super pumped to have him. Danny Pinter, 149th pick of the Indianapolis Colts. Danny, how's it going, my man? It's going well. How about you guys? Quarantine and sad. Yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty, uh, pretty isolated. Uh, actually, it's funny. Danny is sitting across from me right now. There are two people in the same room. Scary. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we allow that because he comes and does the podcast, so I know where he's been. I guess it's like it's like an STD nowadays. It's like okay, before we hang out, have you seen a doctor? Have you yeah. who else have you who else have you touched? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean it's going good. I mean it's 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 got to be. I mean for me, you know, I you know I have a family, a job, everything. I mean, I was gonna ask you, uh, being being young, it's got to stink for you, especially like going through everything that you just went through, which obviously we'll get into, and not being able. I mean, yeah, you have your family, but. I'm sure I'm sure you want to go out with your friends and party and you just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in some ways, you know, I'm not a huge party or anything like that. Um, so certainly, you know, when it came to the actual process itself, there were definitely some disadvantages to it um, that, you know, we couldn't do in comparison to a normal routine. But I mean, from that sense, I've actually enjoyed it, you know, because I can just fo- focus strictly on football and that's it. Um, and yeah, I'm not a big party or anything like that, but it certainly uh, eliminates any distractions that were there. So, I mean, for yeah, for that part of the process, it actually wasn't too bad. That's cool, man. So, Mr. Pinter, we got you here. Uh, you know, you you you're a local guy. Uh, you're you're very well versed in the uh, Indiana state of Indiana. Uh, you played Adams. Is that where you start? Is that where it all started for you in terms of uh, where you started realizing you're? Oh, I'm pretty good at this. I can I can do this. Yeah, I mean, I've been playing forever, like whether it was backyard or fifth grade, but uh, Adams is certainly uh, one of the times where I took, you know, a bigger step for sure. Yeah, if, if you were ever, ever one of the neighborhood kids, I would have hated you. It's like, oh, Danny, <laughs> I don't want to play with Danny. Screw that. No, 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 no. Okay, and if we do, he's on my team. He's on my team. Uh, so, obviously, you played Adams. Uh, by the way, I trained jiu-jitsu in the little school right across from Adams, so I look at that. Uh, not now, we're in quarantine, but I look at that uh, high school every single day. So, I can only imagine you were up and down that track and, and, and doing a bunch of, bunch of crazy stuff back in your day. Yeah, Adams is awesome. I mean, I had a great time there. It was a great experience for sure. Um, you know, playing sports, I played basketball there as well. Uh, it was definitely a fun experience for me that, yeah, I definitely look back on and cherish a lot of those memories uh, made with friends. So it was definitely a good time. I'm definitely thankful for my time there. Used to being the tallest kid in class usually because you're at what? You're at what, 6'3", six, 6'4"? Six, four? Six, four. Yeah, generally I was one of the tallest or biggest, uh, something yeah. in that category. <laughs> Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> it's like t- pick captains. Okay, I'll be captain. First pick. First pick, me, Danny, <laughs> over here, my team. <laughs> but, uh, so, man, yeah, so you're, you're like, I mean, you're, as far as we see it, man, you're like the local hero. You're, you're Adams High School. That's a very humble, like, right next door to us kind of feel. And then uh, over to, to where you played ball. Uh, and you weren't even, the, the position you're in now is not where you initially were uh, affiliated with, right? You were tight end initially. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I came in there as a tight end, um, registered in my first year and then played two years at tight end there and then made the switch over to tackle for my last two years. I, and I understand that's an interesting story. A lot of times hardships become a moment to shine, right? You, you weren't uh, initially you were, you were a tight end and then you had to kind of, they had you at uh, playing the line now. So what made that change happen? What series of events, if you don't mind walking us through it? 
Yeah, um, so, you know, I was 2017, I was starting at tight end and stuff, but uh, we had a bunch of injuries on the offensive line. Um, we had a bunch of injuries across the whole board. Um, and so I was taking reps as, like, the emergency tackle in case something really went wrong. Um, and so I was out there doing one-on-ones and that sort of thing. And I was always more of a blocking tight end anyway. So um, it started kind of turning into a joke, but um, with some seriousness behind it that eventually I was going to play the offensive line. And then, sure enough, at the end of the season uh, – my coaches just told me they think we needed a tackle on the team. Um, they thought it would be beneficial for, you know, the team and myself. Um, so I just embraced it right from there and just made the switch. And and was the switch easy for you? Because at tight end, you have to kind of do a lot of things that linemen do. And, and we know this basic stuff. But, I mean, you had to go get the ball at some point. But now you're just the guy who creates the lanes, that protects the quarterback and all that. Uh, was that transition easy for you? I mean, you were still kind of on the line, so – uh, there were definitely some parts that were natural, but then there were definitely um, things that were unnatural to me, you know, like pass protection, that sort of thing was something I'd never done. So I, there, there's definitely a, a learning curve to it um, and a lot of stuff, you know, just, you know, have had some rough days of practice that were just trial and error stuff. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I put a ton of time into it, um, whether it was, you know, weight room, film room, um, just to try to make it as smooth as I could. But there were definitely uh, bumps in the road along the way. So, I mean, my goal is just to get better every day. Um, and so that's, that's how I think, what's transpired to get me to this point so far. And, and I mean, I guess that leads me to, to a question I want to ask you. I mean, obviously, you know, we're in quarantine. We can't go anywhere. Gyms are closed. Can't do anything. But I'm assuming, obviously, if you're <laughs> NFL caliber, that you're, of course, trying to stay fit, healthy, and working out. So what have you been doing now, given this new state of what we live in, I guess, uh, you know, to stay ready? And, and do the Colts give you any recommendations now since you've been drafted to, you know, what to do, workout videos, or anything of that nature? Yeah, so, so I, I've been lucky. I still have access to a gym through some people I know um, down at school. Um, so I, I've been lucky from that sense to still be able to lift uh, semi-normally. Um, and then, you know, you got to get a little creative with the field work stuff. So do some stuff in the front yard, that sort of thing. Um, and then the Colts, um, they can't give us anything until a certain date um, when rookie minicamp would technically start, but that's coming up here soon. And uh, so, so we'll have a lot more info from there. So I'm sure they have a plan laid out. Um, you know, they've been dealing with this for a little while now with the veterans. So I'm sure, I'm sure they got a plan figured out and it's just a matter of when they can get it to us. That's really funny. You know, what's coming up all this is that we do a lot of interviews with different kinds of athletes in here and not what have you. Um, and it's funny how, now because of this everyone's saying a lot of the same thing which is front lawn front yard backyard can you imagine being the neighbors of all these really famous athletes like oh shit look it's it's uh it's pinter right in, right in his backyard I'm, I'm having my morning coffee and i'm watching pinter do some some drills and weights and this is pretty cool man we never get to see it. it's like everyone's watching the player training rounds if they're your neighbors uh have your neighbors seen you uh, practice and say, what's that like it's a little different wouldn't you say yeah, um, I haven't had any interactions about it, but I'm, I'm sure they've seen me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm down in Muncie right now, so my neighbors uh, are all college students, that sort of thing. So I'm uh, sure they've seen weirder stuff. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely a weird process for everyone going through it right now. So everyone's got to get a little creative. That's dope, man. Uh, boss, you, you were an outstanding player of the year. It's your senior year. You were, uh, you were given this, this, this honorary uh, recognition. Uh, what, 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 in your words, what would you say got you there? I mean, obviously, a lot of people agree with you deserving it. But in your own words, what would you say uh, made you, separated you from, from the rest, made you the elite? Um, you know, I'd just say just the focus on the team that we had um, this past year, you know, from my senior class and just the team as a whole. Uh, you know, we, we really changed the culture at Ball State in this past year. And so I think, you know, we all just 
we all set ourselves to holding ourselves to a higher standard. Um, and so, you know, I think that's transpired into transpire and translate into a lot of our games. Um, I know that's, that's definitely what helped me um, was just, you know, holding ourselves to a standard of winning and uh, putting everything we have into it. So I, I just think the culture that we got instilled here definitely helped. So being a badass team player and then just whoever the award goes to, it goes to, we're all here to work hard, basically the, the, the mindset of the team player. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I would have way rather had a Mac championship than uh, I, the individual awards aren't something that really matters to me. So I, I was definitely proud of, uh, proud of our team, you know, the culture we built here. That's good, man. And that, man, this is, and you're going to be part of the, the Colts now. What, the transition, did it seem surreal? Did you, how did that, how did, how was, just, just walk us through kind of when you found out you were being drafted, like just, just what, what were your thoughts? Let us in on anything. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely surreal. Um, you know, it's, it's a tense moment leading up to it because there's just so many unknowns. Um, so, you know, you're, just, you're playing the waiting game forever. Um, and then finally, you know, when it finally comes through, um, it's, it's just an awesome moment. It's kind of hard to put into words. Um, it's just, just you know, a, a combination of so much hard work and so many people that have helped you get to that point um, for, for a moment like that that you'll remember for a long time. So, so it was really cool. I mean, I was definitely full of excitement, um, emotional, all sorts of things. Um, it, was, it was a cool moment. And then, you know, quickly transitioned into, you know, now we got to go make the team and we got we to gotta make sure that, that we prove that they, uh, they made the right decision. So it, it's been a long week for sure, uh, eventful week. Uh, but it was, that, that moment itself was really cool. Totally get it, man. One thing is, okay, you selected me. Now on to the next adventure, which is to show you why you'd made a damn good choice. Right? Yeah, That's definitely. Fun. Well, and, and to be a part of this, <laughs> this electronic draft. I'm, I'm sorry, but this is the most, it, we're, we're in, living in historic times. You know, it's like, hey, remember when that weird virus thing was going on? That like the draft wasn't even televised the way it was normally done. We had coaches sitting in their living rooms doing the draft on their phone. <laughs> somebody clicked a button for you or something you know what i mean like this is such an interesting yeah. time bro i mean so you made history for yourself and you're a part of a very a weird part of nfl draft history uh, you know people making fun of uh, a lot of people's living rooms like a uh, bilicek did you see pictures of his uh, living room for the draft i, I, I did with not. the dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> everybody kept making fun of them they're like dude did you do this in your grandmother's uh, living room like it looked like very old school uh, i'm sorry it's just it's just a great time i mean yes there's a lot of things that people are being downsy about negative but the truth is if you're looking back hopefully we get out of this on a positive note we're gonna look back and laugh at all the little goofy things that went on during this era and, and you're a part of it on top of the fact that this is huge for you, man. You're, you're super young. You're, this is, this is where it begins for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, it's definitely something we'll look back on. Um, and it's, it's unique. It's as unique as it gets for the draft. Um, so, you know, lucky for me from like an actual standpoint of the draft itself, I didn't have to change too much. I was just going to be home with my family anyway, but I mean, it definitely, they ran it pretty smooth. Um, it was definitely impressive the way they did it, but, yeah, more than anything, like, it didn't matter to me whether it was virtual or whatever it was. Like, you know, I just want the opportunity and ready to roll with it. And, and, and no doubt, man, every time rolling with the punches, the NFL right now is being extremely silent, which is good. I mean, I mean, right now there's a lot of unknowns, so they're not trying to put themselves in a position where they're committing to anything. But it's funny how all sports have been canceled. NFL quiet, no comments. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're doing the draft like normal, just from home. That I I kind of get the feeling that the NFL is going to try to make it happen no matter what. Uh, that's just my take. I know that we had to be careful here because we really don't know, and you just signed, so everything's new. But uh, man, uh, how do you feel? Would you have you heard anything? I don't know how what you're allowed to say, but so you can stop me wherever appropriate. Have you heard anything about the prospects of the season? Uh, truthfully, I haven't. No. Um, you know, it's been such a the week. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Um, 
trying to figure out what my next move needs to be with the Colts. So uh, that, that's more big picture, um, not something I really know. So, I mean, obviously, more than anything, I, I hope we play. I mean, that's, that's why we all play the game is to have the chance to play. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, every, of course, safety's got to be something that they, they take account for. Um, and I know they will, but I, I would hope that, um, you know, if we can play, they'd want to. Uh, I, I think that's definitely the, the mindset. So, I mean, there's still some time to figure that out. Um, For sure. We see, it's not time. right up here, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. For sure. So uh, one of the questions I have, and this has always been something I've been interested in knowing. So you're sitting at home with your family draft night, well, draft weekend, <laughs> and you're there. What are the events leading up to you being selected? Like, do they call you a couple selections prior? Do they call you like right then and there when they do it? Like, how does that process work yeah. for someone? I mean, obviously, you watch the guys that are drafted first, second, third, and, and people kind of know where that's going to happen. But, you know, once you get further down, and I'm, I was just always curious, like, how does that work? Do they call you? All right, so you're 149. Do they call you during, like, <laughs> the 145th pick and say, hey, we're going to pick you at 149? Like, how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So when they called me, I think on the TV there's about three picks left until they were up. Um, so I, I think the, I think they get a little ahead of the TV, um, just because when the picks go in, they all find out. So, so, so I knew um, my name was going to pop up there and so that sort of thing. They called me. Um, it was probably like two minutes before. Um, so, so I, I'm not sure. I mean, what the system is with that, but it, it was definitely ahead. So, so it was cool to have that moment. And then, like my my head coach knew he's he knows a bunch of scouts and that sort of thing. So they had already texted him. So I, I think that's how it works. It's just it's ahead of the system. Um, so yeah, that, that was that was nice. You were last to find out. In terms, I might have been. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a nice that's a nice lottery to hit. So you only knew within minutes of the actual pick showing up. Yeah, yeah, it was like I want to say they were probably on like one forty six or something like that. Wow, Donnie, good call. Yeah, Donnie guessed it. He said, yeah, "I bet you it's like this." Uh, we we I mean the in, I mean we we follow sports, but you know how there's always little intricacies you don't know about, like things that happen in the locker rooms, little little things like this, and in, in the draft that that little we don't know about. So you pretty much got the call, and we're watching the screen, and then and that's when you found out you hit the lottery. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was nice, and you know, got to record it and all that type of stuff. My sister recorded it on her phone, so yeah, it was oh, cool. God, that's sweet. So you have the recording of the official. You're in. You you were just that's just awesome. stay by the TV, Sonny. I got some. <laughs> we got some good stuff coming. <laughs> uh, so the moment it happened, uh, did you have it on speaker? Did you were people gathered around? What was that like, man? No, it was. Um, I was just around with my parents and my sister, and we actually Facetimed my brother in because he was working. Um, so I didn't put it on speaker or anything like that. But they just called, and it was a, uh, it was someone from their office who just was confirming it was me, and then passed me on to the general manager and then the head coach. And it was quick interaction, obviously, because they got to get back to the draft. Um, but you know, they just said, you know, they're excited, they're going to take me at the next pick, and that sort of thing. Yeah, don't miss that call. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was my number one concern. I, I tested my phone several times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that was that's a call you don't want to have dropped on you. Hey, what I are know. you doing? I'm just making test calls. What the heck? <laughs> that's crazy. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that that was definitely something I was worried about, but it, it all went smooth. Oh, for sure. For Mom, sure. I got four bars. Mijo, it's good. F five is four is good. No, I want five. Five for this call. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that'd be the worst one to miss. Yeah, no, absolutely. So one of the things that I find just amazing about this whole thing, and you don't see this in sports. I mean, I'm a big hockey and baseball guy, so I pay attention to those drafts. And, you know, I like football. Unfortunately, I'm a Jets fan. I've told you that. Um, <laughs> but 
it's got to feel good for you. So grew up in South Bend. You play a John Adams. I mean, obviously you played before then Pee Wee or whatever in South Bend. You play for John Adams. Then you go south. You play in Muncie. You play at Ball State. Then you get drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. You don't see that often where you play everything in your home state. Like, that's got to feel pretty special for you. Like, I, I, regardless, you could have got drafted by the 49ers, the 49ers and you would have felt great. But to be drafted and stay in your home state, so where you make the team, you're playing on Sundays, your whole family could come and watch you every Sunday. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely special. I mean, you know, it's something I had thought about beforehand, but, you know, it's a 1-32 in 32 chance. So yeah. um, it wasn't something I had my heart set on or anything like that. But now that it's happened, I mean, it's, it's definitely surreal. Um, but it's, it's the perfect situation for sure. You know, it's, it's going to be an easy transition in terms of you don't have to worry about much logistics. You can just focus on football. And then, yeah, you know, you have so many people like my family and then so many people that have just been supportive of me and helped me throughout this process that are, you know, within a couple hours. Um, so, so it's awesome. And just, just, you know, having pride, I have so much pride in, you know, playing for Indiana. Um, and so, so it's cool to have that opportunity, you know, play in the NFL for the same state that means so much to you. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's crazy. I mean, that's every, that I personally, I think that's every, every kid's dream. I mean, I don't know if you were a fan of the Colts growing up or if you were a Bears fan, I don't know if you can get into that, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I grew up. Uh, my dad's from Chicago, so we did watch the Bears more. But I definitely, I mean, the Colts were always on TV. Um, you know, I've been to games, been to the stadium many times. So, so I know how awesome of a culture it is, and the the fan base, and just just what it means to the state. So, I mean, to me, it's the best situation possible. Um, and just just being at home, um, in the same state, um, just just having pride in that, it, it's awesome. It's definitely a cool situation. Yeah, and, and, and it just makes things a lot easier. Like you said, you could focus on football and you, you're there with the team and you take more pride in it because you're playing for, you know, Indianapolis fans in your home state of Indiana. I mean, I'm sure, you know, growing up and being in high school, you've been down to Indiana. I'm sure you've played football in Lucas Oil once before. Um, yeah, yeah, we actually we actually played there uh, for our first game this past season. We played there against IU, um, and then you know the combine was there, and I, I've watched my buddies that have managed to state play there. So it's definitely something that's familiar to me. Um, so yeah, I mean just just the whole situation. You know, I know I've said it a lot, but it's just it's just ideal. No, yeah, I mean uh, I I'd say it a lot too. I mean I'd be I don't know where I would be. I mean me personally, I I played hockey my whole life, all through high school, and you know uh, since I was like three years old, I've been on skates. So you know, I've always want. Growing up in New York, I always wanted to play for the Rangers. Obviously, it didn't happen. I live in South Bend now. I don't play hockey anymore. But <laughs> it's got to be like that's just got to be awesome, man. And honestly, that's the first thing I thought about when, when you know, knowing that we were able to get you on the show, is imagine what this kid feels like. He plays every all his football in the state of Indiana. It doesn't have to leave now, and that's 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 just an awesome. It's got it's got to be awesome. Yeah, no, it really is. And, you know, hopefully can play here for a really long time. Um, that, that'd be perfect. So, I mean, yeah, there's definitely work ahead to be done. But um, right now, you know, things, things are just really, really good from that sense. Yeah, I mean, and just do me a favor. Go easy on the Jets, huh? <laughs> I'll they, see what they, I can do. Never. They need, they, no. need, they need every team to go easy on them, unfortunately. <laughs> no, make sure make sure you do what you got to do. And speaking of your skill set, which was hopefully if you do play a Jets, uh, they do play the Jets, right? Yeah, they are scheduled. Okay, so when you do, just ignore Donnie. Look, uh, you have a lot of good strengths here. Like, honestly, I'm I'm curious. This is the psyche of the whole thing. Like now that you're actually on the map, 
uh, in terms of the NFL. Like you've got an NFL page, son. What's up? You got an NFL page. Uh, it's got all your, you know, all the records I could ever find in terms of uh, numbers, strengths, weaknesses, man, your strengths are, are amazing for what you're doing. I mean, the fact that, uh, the, uh, one of the biggest hypes about you is that your run blocking is ever evolving and changing and improving. Is that something you would say or agree with? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, from the first year I played tackle to the next year, I think I took a lot of, a big step in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, for me, I, I know I have a lot of stuff I need to work on. Um, yeah, I think, I think you can never be satisfied with where you're at. And so that, that's certainly, you know, what I believe in. Um, so, so, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to get as, as good as I can, um, get better every day, take as much coaching as I can, just, just whatever advice from, you know, going into a, an industry where there's guys that have been doing it at the highest level for a long time. So that, that's what I'm excited is to just learn as much as I can and try and elevate my game that way. Uh, hell yeah. I'd love to hear it. Uh, another one here, it says shows grip strength. Now I, I've all of my years of watching football. I, I know I've heard this before. I, I need a breakdown from, because I, this is very rarely do I get to talk to somebody who's actually NFL quality or, or drafted. What is grip strength in the, in the O line? Treat me like an ignorant as much football as I've watched. How do they know? Basically, he grabs you, you can't get away. Okay, got it. But but what does it mean in terms of football? Uh, what grip strength? Do you have any idea what this is? I'm looking at the stats. It's like, okay, I, he, um, you're done. I, yeah, I would say it's kind of what you just said. I mean, you know, <laughs> just the ability to, to latch onto a guy um, and control him. Um, so I don't know. I don't write those evaluations. So right. you, know, you get all different sorts of strengths, reports back, that sort of thing. No, and, and a lot of times you, ha you might even have a strength that somebody, uh, you know, the, the, cr the critics with the little pens and papers on the little sidelines going, hmm, yeah, some grip strength, blah. You know, I totally get the, the sentiment there. Uh, look, check this out just because we're having fun. Uh, it says here, this is one of the, the quote-unquote weaknesses. And now, to me, tell me if this sounds like weakness to you. Excessive outside hands force him to maul at times. Okay, I'm sorry. If I have a guy on the O-line and he's mauling, guess what? He's staying. I don't care. <laughs> he's mauling. One of his weaknesses is he's a mauler. Okay, uh, I'll draft him. I'll take him. Uh, yeah, so uh, that's why, like, I try not to search that stuff up too much because it's just, you know, the evaluations I care about are what my, what my coaches think I need to work on. So that's, that's who I'm yes. going to take the advice from. Yes. And granted for us fans, we always like to have something in front of us that helps us like understand you as a player. Like, Oh, look, these are his strengths and weaknesses and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is man, like the, the, the stuff on the field, off the field, you and your coaches, the, the, the little details that, that most people don't see. You watch football, you see the quarterback, you see the quarterback throw a nice pass down the line. Nobody saw a lot of things that were very nuanced in that play. And which is what makes it a beautiful position to play is that you, a runner gets a 50 yard run and if you look at the replay uh, there was pinter you know making sure that the outside uh, blitz didn't pick up the runner you know things like that it's just just beautiful things that you're going to be doing so i mean i'm with you on that i just love going through these things because i can imagine as an athlete you always it's kind of like when madden comes out and they show you the stats that you rank that <laughs> it's like a lot of players <laughs> get upset about it. like i'm not a freaking 87 what's wrong with you i'm a 92 on a bad day you know at the end of the day who cares dude like you're out there doing your best winning games and uh totally understand playing, the sentiment playing what you love and doing what you love yeah yeah no I, like i said this is all for fun for me i like to look through these things and see like how, how do you feel about having like an actual page that shows you know strengths weaknesses about what's like ah you know what, man, I'll let my coaches uh, dictate what I need to improve on because they, they're seeing me real time. You know, they're, they're, they're actually on and off the field with me. So totally get the sentiment, man. Um, this is crazy. All state hometown, Indiana, and I'm playing for the Colts. Yeah. No. And it, and it also, it also makes you wonder too, like who's sitting there writing this stuff. I, I, yeah. Do you have any idea what affiliations <laughs> are in charge? Is it the NFL themselves that do this or do you have any idea? 
Um, I really don't. I know there's there's a ton of guys who are, you know, self-proclaimed scouts, that sort of thing. And, then, I mean, there's guys who do definitely have good intel um, and definitely, definitely know what they're talking about in, in a lot of ways. Um, but just – you know, you could have 30 people watching. You could have 30 different opinions. So that, that's why I try not to take exactly. too much stock and stuff that's, you know, like I said, it's just my coaches are the ones that um, I, I'm going to let craft me into whatever they want me to. No, absolutely. And, and, and it's one of those things like, you know, just from talking to you and knowing that you played all your ball in Indiana. Like if I'm a coach, if I'm on the Colts, I want you representing my team because I know you're going to play for the state of Indiana and the fans in Indianapolis knowing your passion and the way things work. So that's why it also helps. Like sometimes, you know, you're a fan, like, oh, you know, I'm a Jeff fan and I see they drafted this guy. Oh, he's, te he's terrible. I don't know why they drafted him. But then you don't know this guy. You don't know what he's playing for. You know what I mean? So I think all that encompasses, you know, how you as, you know, a player will, you know, perform on the field. I think having the you know, the outside edge, like, oh, I'm from Indiana. I know the town. I played here. I played in this stadium before. You know, I take pride in this. Like, that's one of the things that I would I would love to see as a coach. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's what's cool about the process. You know, I think, you know, the online reports you read and that sort of thing, um, they, they, don't, they don't get to do the full process the way the teams get to, where, you know, they get to interview you at the combine and that sort of thing and kind of kind of figure out guys' makeups and, you know, what makes them tick. Um, so I, I think that's a cool part of the process because, I mean, there's just – so many different personalities and that sort of thing in the NFL and every team has different things they're looking for. So, so that, that was a cool part of the process for me was just to have those personal interviews. Awesome. dude. And, uh, and now that you, I don't know why this sparked this up in my mind, but uh, <laughs> you know, the typical, what do you eat? Oh my God. I don't want, I hate to be that guy, but what's, <laughs> what's a normal, a good day when you're not, when you're not, when you're actually focused and in training and you're eating just to maintain what it is to be uh, you know, the position you play. What is your daily caloric intake, or do you know? Um, yeah, when I, when I first made the switch over to tackle, I had to add a lot of weight. So that, that was a lot more scientific then. Like, I was trying to get, like, 51 to 5,500 calories a day. Um, now <laughs> I'm, like, 45 to five, uh, forty-five to 500. Um, or, four, yeah, 4,500 to 5,000 calories a day. Um, it just varies. And, you know, there's – Different different degrees for how hard you're training that day. Um, you need to eat more and that sort of thing. So uh, it's something I I'm pretty down. Um, like as a routine, that sort of thing. What? Okay, so I mean, I mean, it sounds like you're eating just as long as you're playing football, right? That's basically what it is, right? Um, what? What's a, What's like? What's your favorite breakfast? What starts you up to get trained and feeling good while while still hitting up the calories you got to hit to maintain such a ruthless? It's crazy. Yeah, uh, breakfast I kind of keep standard. Um, I usually do several eggs, um, you know, the several. clean cut hash browns, toast, try to make like a protein shake with it, um, and like spinach and that sort of thing. So can we agree or can we at least speculate that uh, breakfast would be on its own, what, 800,000 calories? Maybe yeah, more. probably somewhere around there. It's a lot. <laughs> Dude. I mean, Michael Phelps, I mean, that dude had, uh, I don't know how many thousands of calories a morning just because he, sw he spent that much time in the pool. It makes sense. And he's not like, he's not NFL lineman. So imagine what somebody like this guy here has done. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely, uh, it was definitely a transition, but I mean, you know, you got to do it. So I'm going to apologize. On, yeah, for sure. I'm going to apologize on behalf of myself. I know it's probably a question you get a lot and one that you probably want to punch someone in the face for. And I, I'll, let, <laughs> no, I'll, you're let, good. I'll, I'll let you, bro. But it's just, it's just genuinely, I never get a chance to ask somebody, especially who plays your position at this type of question. I mean, the physique you have to maintain is, is un, unheard of. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're no, you're good. It's it's definitely a unique part of it. I mean, you you run faster than the average human, weighing you know weighing what you weigh. It's crazy. It's insane. Your your athletic abilities are crazy. I mean, that's the one thing about stats, man. They they do let us into what a beast of an animal you are, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you try try and eat the right way, so that, that definitely helps part of it. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I if I tried to run a forty yard dash in under five seconds, I'd probably die at this point. <laughs> so you know, just looking at some of your stuff, and I know you said you don't look at it and 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 whatever, but I mean, it's out there. I mean. If, even if I tried 24 reps on a bench press, yeah, I'd probably die. What is the weight? What is the weight that they put on there? Is there is there a a set weight for each position that they make you? No, it's uh, 225 for everyone. 225. Everyone. Wow. Wait, 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 wait. Everyone. So even even the wide receivers got that when they say bench press numbers, that 225 is standard across the board. Yeah, yeah, and then they just have, you know, benchmarks um, kind of just from taking all the past history of, like, where they want guys at. Wow. 225? Yeah. I mean, when I was yeah. in, when I was in high school, I could do that. I did I did that playing hockey, but there was no – now? 20, but the, the amount of reps, son? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, God, good on you, man. 24 reps. I mean, I, like I said, just looking at these numbers, we were talking before we, we, we started this, and I was like – I ran a f- under five second forty yard dish. <laughs> no, it's not I fair. I can't do anything it's under not five fair. seconds. It's not fair. <laughs> not fair. Yeah, well, being a former tight end definitely helped me from that aspect. Um, oh, but yeah, sure. I was gonna. I had, ask. I had good trainers, uh, all that sort of thing. I was gonna ask. The tight end uh, taught you a lot of um, how to explode from the line, how to get quick speed early, right to get open. I'm sure all that's gotta even now kick more ass for you in movement, right? I mean, it's, it's gotta have helped. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that was underrated about it, too. You know, like, you know, when you're a tight end, you got to know a lot more about pass coverages and that sort of thing. So um, I think I just had a really good view of how a defense works, um, which definitely translates into, you know, picking up blitzes and that sort of thing on the offensive line. So I feel from, like, both an athletic standpoint and, like, a football IQ standpoint, you know, making that switch definitely helped me a lot. And that is certainly one thing we're seeing. A lot of the, a lot of the, you know, reports on you are that is that your 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 vision has tremendously improved as well. It was always good, but now they're saying that that you know, if as a prospect, you are somebody who who's got vision now, um, and and adequate for the league. So it's it's, and we're so excited to see how versatile you are and and, and how you get yourself started, man. We can't wait. Honestly, when I found out you were coming, I I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> like. This- <laughs> I love defensive football. Uh, I love, and, and of course, uh, to me, O-line is a form of defense. I know it's offensive, but if you think about it, you're, you're protecting. You're, kinda, you're, you're defending while being offensive, and, and I love it. I love every, all the nuances of a football play. Um, you're at the core of the offense, man. You are in charge of how the play plays out. Yeah, no, it's all, I, our offensive line coach always said, you know, it's the only position in any sport where you're tasked with protecting another person. Um, so it's definitely something, you know, you're not going to get a lot of credit for playing the offensive line. But, you know, I just love the culture of it and just, just you know, just all the all the things that go behind it that people don't really see. Um, it was definitely a, a fun transition I've made. Yeah, so, all right, so we know Danny Pinter, the football player. So what is what, what do you like to do outside of football? Let's take football, move it, put it to the side. So what does Danny like to do outside of football? Like what, you know, what did you major in in college? What, you know, what do you, you know, what were your, what are your interests? Yeah. um, So in college, you know, I, I finished my undergrad uh, with business administration. I actually finished on my MBA tonight, turning my last paper in, but um, but, outside of that, I like to do like fishing and hiking is 
kind of what I like to do, just get outdoors. Nice, nice. Fishing and hiking. Things that are things that are uh, lost on me, considering I'm a city boy. But yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. Where, where do you do these things? Where do you like to fish? Where do you like to hike? Um, well, hiking's not as great in Indiana, but I like to fish in South Bend. Um, I got a buddy that um, I've known forever that we fish for steelhead. Um, they come down from Lake Michigan through the river, so that's always fun. And then hiking, you know, I've I've done several trips. You know, me and my all my roommates went out to Yellowstone last spring. Nice, that sort of thing. Um, just to get out there, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Nice, nice. So now one of the one of the other questions I wanted to ask you, and, and this is something that, you know, I'm also always curious about are surrounding the draft and, you know, playing in college and being, you know, such a prominent, you know, obviously you got drafted, but do you have like any like any other friends throughout college football that you've played against or played with or anything that were drafted this year or maybe you know, the year before that have reached out for you, reached out to you and given you advice or anything of that nature? Yeah. Um, so, well, A, you know, I trained with a bunch of, I trained out in Phoenix. Um, so, trained with a bunch of guys there. So, it was cool to watch that draft. And, you know, I think almost all of us got picked up. Um, so, so, that was cool. We got a group text going there. And then um, we had a guy in Ball State a couple of years ago who played for the Falcons. Um, he got picked up as an undrafted free agent. So, texted with him a little bit. And then, through uh, one of my roommates, um, some of his buddies growing up playing the NFL. So, so they've all been awesome, you know, supportive, helping me out with whatever part of the process I need. So got a couple people that have been good connections for me. That's awesome. I always wondered that as well. Like if, cause you know, obviously on the field, you're rivals, but of course, you know, everyone's got friends. It, it's a family. It's like that in every sport you, you have, you know, connections everywhere. So was just curious if, you know, you know, yeah, you reach out and you get advice from people like, oh, I just got drafted. What the hell do I do? You know, especially now in this day and age um, and what's going on now, there's a lot of uncertainty. So, I mean, that's just fun to know and all that. I mean, that's, it's still crazy. Yeah. It, it's still got to be crazy for you at this point. Like you said, you know, you're still trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, you're down in Muncie trying to get direction. I mean, what, if you can, what, should be or would be the next steps for you in this process. I mean, obviously there's rookie mini camp, which starts, I believe in July, no, in June, right? No, um, actually. So I think what technically would have been rookie mini camp is going to start for us this weekend. Um, it's all going to be virtual. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, and that's in the next tough. weekend. Yeah. That's got to be tough in itself to have a rookie mini camp virtual. Like how, what is the, what is the logistics of that? If you even know, like, how do they go about that? Is it just like a, I can't, can't, is it just like a Zoom meeting where you do, you're doing things or like, how does that work? That, yeah, that's what I don't have the details on yet. Okay. Um, I, I imagine like from gathering, uh, hearing some information, I think it's going to be a lot of, you know, like film, playbook, that sort of thing. And then I'm sure, you know, they're obviously going to send us workouts and stuff to do. So I'm sure they'll have some way to monitor that, but we haven't been given anything too specific on that. And this is the one final curiosity of mine. Um, just came up right now. Uh, we all go through hardships. and You don't have to get too personal either, but something maybe on the field that, that, uh, that people got to be a part of. What would you say one hiccup or one hardship you had that you had to overcome? That, that Just uh, something that may, maybe people listening that are going through to kind of get a positive message out there, like keep going kind of thing. Have you ever had an experience that was a hiccup on the field or something that, was, that you were struggling with, whether it was a relationship with another player or anything that you kind of uh, rose above to be where you're at today? Anything that comes to mind? Yeah, um, you know, I'd say when I first got to Ball State, it wasn't the best culture there. Um, you know, there's a lot, a lot of, there had been a lot of losing. Um, a lot of people were kind of accustomed to that and okay with that. So 
you know, my senior class, you know, we kind of took it upon ourselves to make sure that we changed that. And it was, it was a five-year process for sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of games where we were losing games by like 40, um, like in the middle of it. And just, just had to persevere through a lot. You know, a lot of people left because um, they didn't want to deal with it anymore. So um, just there's a group of us, you know, that stuck through it. Um, and then, you know, this past year, our wins and losses weren't great, but we were we were eight points away from playing for the conference championship and we beat the team that won the conference. So, um, yeah, we definitely, definitely turned things around and just kind of set a platform. So it, it was definitely a, a process, you know, that had a lot of ups and downs to it. Um, it was hard times, but just, you know, sticking through that was really cool. Mindset, right? Like just, just this constant mindset to, to, to go beyond. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Never, no doubt. Never give, just, never give just, up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had to come in every day with the right attitude. And, and, and one more for me, I'll go more the, the super positive route. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I, Mine was uplifting, man. It was uplifting. No, agreed. But obviously, your number one moment in football right now is being drafted. But prior to that, what was your, you know, what was your favorite moment playing football, whether it be for Adams, Ball State? Yeah, anywhere. Any, what, what was like your, I wouldn't say defining, but your, and maybe you can't pick one, but you're like, I remember this forever type moment. Yeah, I'd say, you know, one in high school, one in college. So high school, my sophomore year, um, it was cool for me, especially because my brother was a senior at the time and he was playing as well. Um, and we had, we just had a really good run. Um, we went, we almost won sectionals, lost at the last second, but we were just, I think we finished 10 and two or nine and three. Um, it was just, it was just a huge turnaround because Adams hadn't been good in years and years. So it was cool to see, you know, the whole city kind of rallied behind us. Um, so that was a really special experience. And then, you know, similar deal, kind of this last year for my senior year, um, just, just the culture that turned around and just the games we won. And we were beating teams that we hadn't beaten 15 years. Um, and so just, just the environment of the team was so much better. So, I mean, the whole year was just a special moment to me for sure. So I, I'd say those two are definitely uh, two years or seasons that are going to stick out to me for a long time. That's nice to hear. You go all the way back to high school with like really, really good memories. So that that's nice to hear that, that, that all, all you know, it's not, the experience is a whole one. And, and whether it's back then or now, there are still extremely meaningful things that, that, that shape who you are. So, so we appreciate you sharing that, man. And yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. They were, they were awesome moments for me. Appreciate that. Listen, I don't know if Donnie's got anything else for you, but I will say this. I greatly appreciate uh, you sitting down with an average Joe like me. With, with a bunch of retarded ass questions and just giving us the time of day because it means a lot. Uh, we love the sport. We love what you do. And, and like from, from, from me, and I know Donnie and everybody who could ever talk to you, I really appreciate it. And I wish you the best of luck, man. So thanks, Danny. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, same, same for me. I mean, I really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been a blast talking to you. Um, for real. Yeah, definitely uh, love to keep, you know, keep the dialogue going, especially once the season starts. We'd love to have you on. And you know, go through how everything is going, you know, through camp and everything. I think that would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. That'd be great. Yeah, um, definitely stay in touch. Again, thank you so much. Uh, again, we are Game On a Sports Podcast for everyone. For everyone and now. And, and apparently more and more people coming on the show, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Um, to our listeners, follow us at Game On Everyone on Twitter, at Game On Sports Podcast on Instagram. Danny, again. Thank you. Shout out to Matt Bellina for making this happen. Appreciate you coming on the show. Stay safe. Yeah. Keep those hands washed because <laughs> you're going to need them. Tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, stay safe out there and uh, look forward to talking to you again and good luck. Go Colts. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.